This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Slow down, diet advisors told. Livestock producers dominate CFAP and state ag chiefs speak out on racism. Scientific advisors press to delay diet report. The Food and Nutrition Service is under increased pressure to delay issuance of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee's draft scientific report. The DGAC has scheduled an online meeting tomorrow to release the report. USDA's FNS sent out an email yesterday with instructions on how to register for the meeting. But the Academy on Nutrition and Dietetics, 10 of whose members sat on the 20-member DGAC, has called for a delay, citing both a lack of consideration of weight loss studies and of transparency. In comments submitted to the committee, the Academy said that while the conclusion statements are available, the results of the systematic reviews, which are the foundation of the conclusion statements, are not. The Nutrition Coalition, which said the DGAC should have considered a low-carb diet among its various dietary patterns, also continues to call for a delay in the report's release. Now, take note. The coalition cited a letter that a key House Republican, South Dakota Representative Dusty Johnson, had sent to Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. Johnson, who's the top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee's Nutrition Subcommittee, told them the DGAC had not considered low-carb diets a dietary option that has been demonstrated to be extremely helpful for those who are overweight or subject to chronic diseases, including diabetes. Also weighing in, the National Milk Producers Federation and International Dairy Foods Association complained in a letter yesterday that a number of well-recognized studies about dairy products and dairy fats appear to have been excluded from consideration. The response... In a statement last night, USDA pushed back against the criticism. Overall, it has been disappointing to see misleading comments being made that could harm public trust in this process. USDA and HHS have been focused on significantly increasing transparency throughout this process compared to previous guidelines. CFAP payments near $3 billion. The USDA's latest weekly report on the coronavirus food assistance program shows that farmers have now received nearly 2.9 billion of the 16 billion that is expected to be distributed even eventually. Iowa continues to lead the nation with 314 million dollars in payments including 150 million for livestock and 144 million for row crops. Wisconsin has received $218 million, with the bulk of that $156 million going to dairy producers. Livestock continues to dominate the program. Livestock producers have received $1.4 billion, or nearly half the total payments. Row crops, or non-specialty crops, uh, such as corn, soy, and wheat, as well as cotton, have accounted for $758 million. There is no breakdown by commodity. Dairy producers have received $667 million. The remaining $53 million in payments have been made for specialty crops. Take note, Iowa also stands out for the number of applications that have been filed. 20,149 have been filed for payments on row crops. 
Illinois farmers have filed 14,704 payments on row crops. China buys another 390,000 tons of new U.S. crop soybeans. Chinese buyers are not slowing down at the pace of purchasing new crop soybeans from the U.S., contracting to buy another 390,000 metric tons for delivery in the 2020-21 marketing year. That according to a new daily report from the USDA yesterday. The USDA announced a very large daily sale Thursday in which Chinese buyers contracted to buy 720,000 tons of U.S. soybeans, 657,000 tons is for delivery in 2021, which begins on September 1. June started off big for U.S. sales in the week of May 29 through June 4. China purchased 337,000 tons of old crop soybeans and 517,000 tons for 2021 delivery. That according to the USDA's latest weekly trade data. Soybeans aren't the only commodity Chinese buyers are going after. They purchased 63,000 tons of U.S. wheat and 66,700 of U.S. sorghum in the May 29 to June 4 period. Kim firms seek to intervene in dicamba case. The groups that are battling in court to halt the -the over-the-top usage of dicamba herbicides must respond by Wednesday to requests by Corteva AgriScience and BASF to intervene in the case. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals issued the order yesterday, which goes a long way toward filling up the court calendar for this week in the dicamba case. By 8 o'clock Eastern Time today, EPA must respond to the petitioner's motion to enforce that June 3rd order vacating over-the-top registration for Bayer Extendamax, BASF Ingenia, and Cortevas Fexapan. By Thursday at the same time, EPA will have to file its reply to the petitioner's response. EPA has said growers and applicators who have product on hand can use it through July 31. But the petitioner groups, including the Center for Food Safety and Center for Biological Diversity, say that violates the court order vacating the registrations. Top soy state nearly doubles planting pace. Producers in parts of the eastern corn belt are more confident in this year's soybean crop than last year, even with this year's wetter planting conditions. Scott Sigmund with the Illinois Soybean Association told AgriPulse that Illinois soybean planting progress has nearly doubled the pace of last year. Getting twice the crop in at this point is certainly a bellwether and a sign that we're more confident in the crop this year than we were last year, he said. According to USDA's crop progress report released yesterday, 94% of Illinois soybean crop planted compared to 64% last year. Across the nation, 93% of soybeans are in the ground compared to 72% at this time a year ago. Here's today's They Said It. NASDA takes stand on racism. The National Association of State Departments of Agriculture has joined other farm groups in decrying racism. We recognize racism exists in America, NASDA said in a statement issued yesterday. NASDA is committed to efforts and partnerships that dismantle systemic racism and discrimination. We will take time to reflect on our work to ensure that we continue to focus on diversity and inclusion. 
bring our partners together for dialogue and understanding within the agriculture community and find ways to support the work needed to advance and sustain a culture free from prejudice and inequity, the association said. The National Farmers Union issued a statement on May 29th. The American Farm Bureau Federation followed with its own on June 4th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.